This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. It's time! Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts. 
Leicester till I die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Morning, Chris. without getting uh, hair on the back of my next rise. Um, four years ago yesterday, I guess it's one of those, you remember where you were when. I guess there's four things outside of anything to do with my family, my kids. There's four things I remember where I was when things happened. And they're all, in a way, linked to royalty. Uh, the first one, I remember where I was when I heard that Elvis Presley had died, and he obviously was uh, the king of uh, rock and roll. I remember what I was doing when uh, Reginald Bowes and Kate, uh, for the older ones will remember him, announced that on uh, on ITV News. Uh, I remember what I was doing or where I was when Princess Diana died. I remember what I was doing when um, when the Queen passed away recently. I was actually on a show with one of my colleagues tonight, Brad, when uh, when we, it was announced. And I remember where I was when Vichai died. And royalty, well, he was the royalty of football, wasn't he, really? Uh, so to have gone to that match, but myself and my mate, my mate was going to be driving. It was a late kickoff. And we saw, you know, based, both of us based down here, Paul Bournemouth. So we weren't going to get back till sort of late at night, early morning even. And we said, you know, it's on TV. We'll watch it on TV. We watched the game. It was a one-all. And you know what? I think he might, whew, you know, it's coming towards the end possibly of Pro's reign. And we weren't playing the best football. And I thought I got away with that. And then uh, my phone started going absolutely mad. Um get on the TV, what are you still watching it, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't announced, if you remember. It was not announced for good, I think it was 24 hours before the confirmed. But I think deep down, we all knew. Do you remember when he first came and he said, I'm going to get this club into Europe within five years? And we all went, yeah, brilliant, mate. <laughs> good on you. Uh, have you haven't a few too many of those free beers, have you? He wasn't he wasn't wrong, was he? He wasn't wrong. Let's get my guests in. It is question time. It is Friday night. It is nine o'clock. Um normally we would be sort of talking about whatever you want to talk about in the chat, but I've got I've got my normal two guys, um, Picky and Perky, that are in. Um 
the just <laughs> the flower pot men if you like as well and i've got little weed will be joining us jack only joking mate we're going to be talking v chai tonight and i want to know your memories did you meet him you know what did you think when you first bought the club etc etc so it's all going to be about v chai so please get your comments in and i want to sort of before we even start i've not even looked at what the comments are and there's a load gone in there um but i just want to say a, a, a special thank you to a couple of guys doug uh from the dugout football channel and luke the true red of nottingham forest fans for the kind things that you have said and posted it, there's been so many from from fans of so many different clubs um but those two especially especially luke you know a forest fan we have the banter yet we have the insults and yet you know he, he said such nice things i respect you luke thank you so very much for that uh let me bring him in uh <laughs> apparently i can call him susan good evening susan how are you uh flub up little weed <laughs> i'm good chris lob, lob, lob. <laughs> how are you mate I'm all right. As Bill turned around to Ben once and said, Shlubba, lubba, 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 and Ben said, Shut up, you pissed. An update on Facebook. It's down all around the country. Is it? Ah, well. So there might be a few people struggling to get in tonight. So, well, make the most of us. If you can't, if you, well, I don't know why I'm talking to people on Facebook because they obviously can't see me. Well, <laughs> somehow you can get onto YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, and uh, we are there in all our glory. Well, I'm going to say glory, glory holes probably. But I mean, <laughs> Dave, what were your thoughts when they, when 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 uh, uh, they, they first bought us? Um, I was a little bit disappointed, if I'm honest, uh, because Milan had come in and saved us, hadn't he? I mean, tell me if I'm wrong on these recollections, but mm. um, we had gone bankrupt. Um, we were in liquidation. Uh, we played Millwall, I think, at home, and Steve Claridge scored for them. First goal in about a minute. Um, and it was just after Birch had announced that we'd come out of uh, receivership or liquidation. And we, everyone was really happy about it. Poor Steve Claridge looked dumbfounded that he'd even got near the ball um, and didn't want to do it. But, you know, I thought Mandarich should probably stick around with us for a while um, as he pumped a bit of money into it. Yeah, uh, and I then was, they bought it for 39, 40 million, something like that. He bought us really cheap, and I think again, well, I'm not, I'm not saying your recollection's wrong. You know, over Could time, be. people of a certain age, we get to sort of forget things. Like I can't even remember what I had for breakfast, but <laughs> um, I know we had Gombos the first time. Linicky came in and survived us. Yeah. We were on the cusp, and again, I could be wrong. On the cusp of going uh, bump, I remember being in a crowd and Milan being, I was behind one of the goals, Milan was down the side, he just sold Portsmouth and mm. the fans were cheering, Milan is one of our own sort of thing, you know, Milan is a Leicester fan and he um, he came in, saved us um, because of the Birch, because the Birch knew him from when he'd been in America for a few oh, years. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, he'd sort of, because he wasn't looking to buy another club, he did. And if you haven't read it yet, please, please read the uh, piece in the Leicester Mercury or the Leicestershire Live when, <laughs> when Mandrich bought in uh, 
uh, Martin Allen as manager. That is a a great story. A great that was a weird season. A weird season. You know what? I thought that was a brilliant move because we were playing well. Um, and I remember then he came on the pitch at the end, didn't he? After very early on in the season, and applauded the crowd on his own. We thought, what's he up to? Is he moving on? And then, of course, you know, it all went to um, hits up. It did, it did. But uh, somebody who was probably there at the time, uh, Brad. Oh, let me just move you, Brad. You're hidden. You know, I redesigned this so that nobody could be hidden. Get you in, and you've got to be bloody awkward, haven't you? I mean, to be fair, it's probably better if my face is hidden these days. Well, that's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't, but I do remember the day um, very clearly. Um, it was a night game against, obviously, West Ham, wasn't it? And uh, mm. due to the time of me not driving, um, I don't, I didn't work the, the late kickoff game because it was just pointless. I'd have to get back on the bus, and, and that's why I wasn't there. But my housemate at the time was a West Ham fan. So we had to think, we, we watched the game live. And I remember I, oh, we lost the game. So I went out and I had a cigarette. There's a normally a drop when we lose. I'm not, Did we not draw? I thought we drew that game. Maybe, maybe we, I can, that's the only thing I can't remember. But I remember yeah. the action I took up until that point. We played West Ham, game finished. I went out for, for a smoke. And uh, I had a bang. And I thought someone had let off a firework. You know, like they've been doing. And I went, what the hell was that? My housemate went dead silent and white. And he told me, he goes, you, you need to come in here, mate. Something's gone on. And that, that's how I found out. And obviously, BT broke the news. Um, I didn't know how to react. You know, it was one of them, wasn't it? Where you just, yeah. you didn't want to believe what you were hearing. Well, I was yeah. at a party, um, a housewarming party down in... Sorry, somewhere, and um, we were just about to leave, and it came up on my phone. I thought, nah, this is rubbish. This can't be true. You know, it's not true. And, and all the way home, trying to find news of, you know, what had actually happened, even trying to phone mates up in Leicester and Nuneaton and that and see if they heard anything. But you're right. It was just, I don't know, it's almost like a, a headline, but with no detail. And you yeah, wondered it if. It wasn't being confirmed because of yeah. family news and what have you. But. Special guest tonight. Somebody, he's met he's met him a couple of times on on when he's been out on tour because we'll, we'll talk so much about Vichai in this hour. But he did like to, you know, he did meet the fans out and about in Europe and what have you. I'm guessing he was at the game. Jack, good evening, sir. Uh, were you at the West Ham game that, that that dreadful night? Yeah, the helicopter went down when we got to um, the car park outside Odeon, um, and then. Someone said it's on fire, so you know, and we rushed back towards the stadium. And there's not much you could have done, really, was the Chris? It was a tragedy that mm. you didn't think would happen to any football club, and to witness it the way I did when I got to the stadium, I just couldn't believe what happened. To be honest, and it was sad to see it happen in front of your own eyes. And Vishai, the incredible man that he was, the best owner that will ever live in the world of football and yeah sadly lost his life with all the the four others as well so yeah a tragedy that night after a 1-1 draw with West Ham and the game wasn't really great was it and then DD when he scored from distance from a massive deflection and yeah the scenes after it's not something you want to see and you want to go and hope everyone goes home safe but 
obviously Vishai did it that night and it was a tragedy which will live long in the minds of Leicester City Football Club. They always say that um, a fan, and there's been lots of tragedies in football, and, you know, do not think for one moment that I am I am putting this above any other tragedies, the Bradford fire, the Hillsborough, etc. All, all these tragedies, you should never, ever go to a football match in any capacity and just not come home. Um, but as I've said here, one man's ambition, 5,000 to one outsiders, thousands of fans' dreams fulfilled. Football changed forever, and I, and I think it did. Uh, he made our dreams a reality and gave, again, gave football fans from every club hope that their club, you know, they weren't one of the, you know, so-called big boys that they could achieve something. It'll never be forgotten. Uh, and it's forever in our hearts. I just think it's a, a, a big thank you. But let's just go through some comments before we uh, we, we start. Um, Spencer is back in. So thank you very much, Spencer. Evening, guys. To see you back, Chris. Uh, quiz? Chris? And <laughs> I never think that went okay for you. See, I can't get Susan's name right. I can't even get my own name right. Uh, Sports Cat is in. Good evening. Yeah, RIP Vichai. Uh, James is in. Um R.I.P. Vichai, what an owner he was. And that, because again, coming from an Everton fan, he certainly was. Um, True Red mentioned him before. Luke, respect, total respect to you, sir. Rest in peace, Vichai. You made Leicester City's dream come true. Your legacy will live on going forward once uh, a Fox, always a Fox champion of England, you made them sing that. Certainly did. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, Nate is in. I was watching that game from the States and decided to become a Leicester supporter that day. I didn't know what happened until next week. You don't. The match finishes. If you're watching it on telly, you turn it off and you think, you know, that that that's it. Uh, R.I.P. Terry, uh, the match was actually on BT Sport. Yeah, after the game in the studio at the ground as they dissected it, there was a thud over their shoulders. Smoke, so yeah, remember very well like most do. I think it is one of those you remember where you were moments. Uh, best owner in the Premier League for me, says Chris. Thank you very much, Chris. Such a lovable and likable man on and off the pitch. Um, from promotion to the Premier League, uh, to the great escape, uh, then winning the league. What a story. Credit to Leicester and Vichai. The story will go down in history for years. I, I, I think it will. I think it will. And not, you know, disguising... You know what Forrest achieved winning the European Cup two years running. Let's just say two two great East Midlands clubs both enjoying their bit of history. Uh, I'm not a Leicester fan, but I remember that night I was in tears as well. It's an awful thing to happen to anyone. Uh, on the same night, Mendy was carted off to hospital in ambulance with an injury. Uh, James, I remember watching the report on Sky Sports. I was horrified with the news that came out. I remember that there was that was a tough day before that. Yes, Len Hoddle was taken to hospital. Had a, I think, a heart attack or, or, or a stroke. Um, so yes, it, it wasn't a good a good day all round. But Harry, going back, like you say, when we couldn't have dreamed about what would happen to this club. I mean, this comment that you know I'm going to take them into Europe in five years. We were all sort of, yeah, great, nice one, mate. But you know what you've been drinking. Yeah, I think we we obviously underestimated the whole family and mm. King Power um, because, yeah, never in my dreams, anybody's dreams, we think that I've said many times I'd have settled for the FA Cup in my lifetime. 
Yeah. Um, and I was sadly there in 69 when it all went wrong. Um, and we should have won it many times since, but we never did. Uh, but the league, I, I, it's still, you know, I still can't really believe it. I mean, I know we did because I've got the posters and that, but I can't believe it. <laughs> hands um, up, hands up, everybody who still watches some clips on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always will, won't we? <laughs> I mean, Brad, my worry, I must admit, was living down here on the south coast, I've seen Mandrich at Portsmouth. And he'd sold, you know, he, he, he was, he would come in, he would buy a club very cheap. He would pump a lot of money into it, in all fairness, and then sort of sell on at a profit. That was what he did. And he saved clubs, you know, and he got Portsmouth to an FA Cup final. I think they won the FA Cup with Harry Redknapp, possibly under under Milan's guide, guide, uh, guide ship. But he then went on to sell Portsmouth to a very dodgy Russian businessman who faced <laughs> the club. And that was my word. Like, who the hell are these sort of Far East people? You know, what interest have they got in football? Yeah. Um, I mean, we know now a lot better um, that, in fact, the son, you know, has actually said the first one of the first games he watched, or at least first Leicester game he watched, was the Coca-Cola Cup final mm. in 97, in the 96-97 season. And, you know, it was when anyone, he knew then he was interested in football and uh, but if does anyone actually remember at the time? I think because of all the things that had gone on with Mandarich's previous deal, they were heavily investigated before mm. far more, far less, far less than the Saudis have been for Newcastle, which you know is a bit concerning in this day and age of football. The, the discriminatory implications that were made with the Saudis, but it's weird to think how they came into the club and the scrutiny they were under and. and just what joy they've brought to us as fans and and and, and as a you know as as a community because it's not just footballing fans that that love them in Leicester it, it's the community and what they did for it as as well mm. and what he always professed to do. I mean that Mandrich did a fantastic job, really did. It goes a little bit underappreciated and, and agree because he kept that club afloat. I think that was probably the reason we got away with any points deductions if I'm being honest that season because a lot of teams in and around that time, got points deductions for going into administration. Well, no, we, um, we actually were the club that, yeah. thought, because of us, teams got points deducted because Neil Warnock, <laughs> who I hadn't realised, yeah, well, was actually I, about yeah. to be our manager so, um, yeah. under, under Mandrich, but we'd got relegated had and gone bust, hadn't had any points deducted, came straight back up, Warnock was complaining, and that's why teams then got points deducted. Yeah, so, you know, the knock-on domino effect of it was that, but the, the things that people forget is he, he kept this stadium going from, you know, the worst disastrous start moving a stadium was to get relegated because, you know, instant, the revenue and the upkeep is going to be difficult. This family came in and made an instant statement, didn't they? Because they, they got the stadium back to the club. They paid the loan off at the first, you know, the first available option for them. They paid that loan off. And that was a wow statement in a, in, in a way because we know how clubs are owned these days and how they're run and, and, and how their stadium names are given out. So the fact that it was, debt was paid off, it suddenly made all the hard work that we were going through 
Yeah. Um, yeah. A bit easy, didn't it? Like, you, yeah. You yeah. instantly have that feeling from them that they were going to be good for this club and they've continued to be good for this club despite. Yeah. I mean, despite... Jack, looking, looking at that there, I mean, the God, they look so young, don't they? <laughs> I mean, top, <laughs> top looks like he's just graduated from university. Um, I mean, for me, I, I do think Milan is very, as Brad said, totally underrated because we, the good thing I, I remember, I'll take, you know, I want your thoughts on, on what you thought of the takeover, but was that Milan stayed for, I think it was nine, 12 months and eased them in. And that was, you know, it was almost like this little of a handover rather than right, it's now your club. And they're going like, shit, what do we do with it? He was there to sort of, you know, set them in and give them advice. And I think Milan should really take probably a lot more credit for his time at Leicester than he did. But your thoughts went when, when, you know, you knew they were taking us over? I think when Milan, when he brought the club, people thought, oh, he'll get it to where it needs to be and then sell it on. He's a businessman, isn't it? That he buys club for cheap and then sells them for big bucks. Um, Milan, you've got to give him credit at the end of the day. He got the club out of the shit when they were in the shit. Um, and, yeah, he did well. I know he brought in a lot of managers like Worthington, Martin Allen, Megson, and all that. And the best manager we had, I thought, was like Nigel Pearson, in it, at that time. And mm. I think, you know, 2010 came and they took over. Nobody even heard of them. Um but then you thought, what are they actually going to do with a the club? They was ambitious in the way they were talking. They wanted to move this club forward and really invest and get us to the highs of like the Premier League and that. And he said himself that he had a plan, a plan to get us to be a top six in the Premier League at some point. And who would have believed that at the time where Leicester was in 2010? I mean, Nigel Pearson left for Hull. We brought in Paolo Sozo. Things didn't really go well there. And then Pearson came back again and, you know, they carried on Pearson the second time round and look where it got us. Premier League, great escape. And then the Premier League title, Chris, you know, people were laughing at Vishai at that point, thinking, oh, Leicester will never be where he's saying they're going to be. And they was. He made a dream a reality. A man who touched the world of football. It showed when he tragically died that the whole world of football came together you know you've seen all the flowers at the stadium and all the fans from other clubs traveling up and down the country to come and see the um floral tributes and all that so it showed what effect he had on the world of football and he he made it a family didn't he chris and he's made leicester city a family run club now and the community is as close knitted as it was but as it as it was before yeah yeah I mean, Dave, this to me, this this picture of Vichai, it's used so often, but to Got me, this, that... Ah, that's better. No, that, yeah, to me, th this picture sums him up. You know, there's no smarts, well, no disrespect to him. It, it probably probably a suit that costs almost as much as my flat. But, you know, <laughs> it, it's it's not sort of, you know, it's not, a, you know, ties, not, you know, and on crystalline and, and it, it's slightly creased. And whatever. That was him. He was just, he was one of us, wasn't he? He wasn't this, you yeah, know, I, yeah. tower that we, we never see. I always thought he looked a bit embarrassed by the popularity. Um, I always felt that he, he felt, you know, I mean, he was just, you're right, one of us. And uh, he he was, you know, he didn't really want everybody to 
feel that way. He just wanted to do the right thing. Um, and, you know, he was humble, wasn't he? Um, always seemed that way. And I think that's why everybody loved him because uh, he did, I mean, he made some very difficult decisions. Let's not get it wrong. Um, and he got a lot of stick for some of them, not from the supporters, but from the press and everybody else. Uh, but he stuck to what he thought was right and look at it, paid off. I mean, Brad, when when I read about that last season under Milan with Martin Allen, and, and please read, it is unbelievable. You would not think that any club could be run that way. But it was his money. Uh, he was buying players that the manager didn't want to buy, you know, want. But like you say, one of the first things they did, they came in, they bought the um, the club, the the stadium back, and wrote that debt off and put it into shares. Uh, they they were like they're not they were like one of us straight away. And the thing I always remember, I, please please tell me if I'm wrong here, that it, it, you know sometimes you get something in your mind and you think, did that really happen, or have I just sort of convinced myself that it did? But did they not at one time consider taking the club back to being called Leicester Foss? And the, um, the, the, no, the, the vote. yeah, no, they did, they did, they put it to a vote. They put that it was the previous, that was the previous standing chairman. No, um, it was these, these did just these came up with the idea. They actually put it to the public vote. They actually well, me, asked the crowd, Do you want to the name change? And yeah, they had a bad reaction and they turned it down. Oh, so right, Brad, let me tell you, dropped it. They let me tell you this then. I went, um, I, I went to a game. It must have been in the February because it was my mother's birthday and the family took her into a suite and we had dinner there. And mm. I, what, was the, what was the chairman's name who, who was there while we were bust? Um, Martin George? No, no, no. No, he was only in charge for a short time. Tom Smeaton? No, no. Um, but any, anyway... <laughs> I've run out yeah. of names and that's my yeah. knowledge. Anyway, there's two things, that, three things that stick in my mind of that night. Um... One, it hammered down a rain, but the, uh, I met Gordon Banks. I went and had a pee next to Gordon Banks. Um, and, and I thought two great goalkeepers together, you know. Uh, <laughs> the other one, the other one was... Is that what you yeah. said? I don't yeah. No, Dennis Wise and his... Yeah, thanks, bro. Dennis Wise and his agent were there in another room having dinner. So I told this guy who was sort of standing chairman that Dennis Wise was in there and he got him removed. Um, and the other thing was, he was he was asking us at the table what we felt about changing the name to Leicester Foss. And he yeah. said, nobody called City has ever won the league for either a long time or ever. Um, and I wish I could remember his damn name, but I remember the conversation vividly. And then, as you said, it, that must have been held back and carried on and went to a vote and... No, yeah, out. yeah. The, the owners, I think the owners. I mean, they may they may have heard that someone tried to change the name and thought it was an idea. Yeah, but they definitely put it. And that was that was another thing because there was controversy with the Cardiff owner that wanted to ch change their colour, didn't he? Without yeah. asking. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know they've been read as before. I know his takes, but the owners did sort of the same. And this kind of shows you, you know, that. They were beginners at obviously being owners of football clubs. They saw the trends and went for them, but they did it in such a manner that it made us love us even more. Because, you know, they could have, you know, that Hall man, man wanted to change it. It was adamant he was going to change it, didn't care. And the fans processed that much. I think his advisors turned around and went, maybe, maybe don't do that. There was other 
yeah, other instances as well. The fact that our owners went, look, we know you were originally, they, and they had the reason, it was legit, they were like, you work all Leicester Foss, we think that's great to heritage, we would like to bring that name back, we think it'd be a good idea to refund name. Would that be, and it was done, I distinctly remember, it, I'm sure it was done on a poll. Maybe I'm getting yeah. like, you it was the, in the match day I'm yeah, and magazine. Do you? Yeah, and also, also they were they instantly from the off as well wanted the stadium expanded, but the fans yeah. were a bit mm, about that because obviously we were only in the championship at the time. Jack, do you remember about the the name at all? Yeah, like Brad said, they went to a poll, and Leicester fans won't have it. You know, it's. I remember we've all, we've all got to thank that Polish guy, haven't we? Yeah, he's yeah. great. Mike. <laughs> that kind of sums up the owners, you know, like like Brad said there, Jack. You know, Vincent Tanner at Cardiff. Yeah, okay. He, won't change everything, he owns it. Red's his favourite colour. Mm. That's going to be the colour of the shirts. But no. nothing that they have. Oh, yes, you know, we we've changed multiple colours on our away shirts, but you know, they, they've not touched. The, the the heritage of the club, you know. Um, okay, they changed the name of the stadium. Well, Walker's Stadium to King Power. Let's face it, it's not Walker's was never really an historic name, was it? But they've always done things in the right way for the club. You know, they've like I said, they've never sort of run roughshod like some of the owners have. Yes, yeah, because they care about the football club, they care about the fans, the community, and how the club should be run. Um, Milan stood in, like like you say, nine, 12 months because, you know, they didn't really know nothing about football as such. You know, it was the first time them running a football club in Milan helped them along the way and then look what it produced. I mean, we went to QPR away when Jamie Vardy scored that 1-0 win and they paid off the debt there. That shows they was committed enough to run this football club and want the best for this football club. They showed ambition and they... Brought in the right players as well, didn't they? No, no, gave Nigel Pearson the money and that. Um, and look what it's done. They brought in Jamie Vardy for £1 million. And I bet they're thinking, oh, will this pay off? Because he was looking on going out on loan that season mm-hmm. because Pearson didn't really want to play him. But then Pearson said, you know what, you ain't going nowhere. We're going to give you the opportunity. And look how much Vishai would have said to Jamie Vardy, you know, at that time of joining the club, it's a big step, but... It'll pay off and look how much Jamie Vardy were worth in that 15, 16 season when we did win the league from that £1 million we brought in, Chris. Yeah. A good investment. That is, that is true. And then Harry, um, oh, there you go, number hey. two. Hey. Chris, you've got to get a scorecard for it. Can <laughs> <laughs> I can just explain to Jack that they. I've, I've got one, Brad. I've got a scorecard. Yeah. <laughs> But because of past misdemeanours, then we'll just leave it at that. His Facebook is called Harry. Mis- misunderstandings, I tell you. Misunderstandings, but yeah. he, is, he is called is on online. His name is Harry, and of course, it just sticks in my mind. But Dave, it's very yeah. easy for new owners to come in and try and buy loyalty. But it, with that, you know, it soon stops. You know, it doesn't yeah. carry on. And I can remember being in the crowd. Um, and I think it, it must have been that first season that we got promoted. And somebody was right, they were cycling toward the away grounds for his son. Oh, yeah. And yeah. He was trying yeah. to get pay some money. And he was, I can't remember, so many thousands short. Yeah. And he came on the pitch with Birch and they just presented him with a cheque to make the difference up. I was sat there going, wow. 
you know, and that was only the beginning because I always say, and when he passed out because of me running Less Little I Die, I was on the news and the radio a lot. And as I always said, he didn't just buy a club, he bought into the community. I think so. And, and um, I think that, that just the simple task of paying the debt off the ground, um, when we thought that there was some catch in it, you know, we thought, oh, what, what's this, what's he doing this for? Because we were in trouble. We didn't own the ground. And not only the debt, we just didn't own it. So there's nothing we could have done to, to move forward. And and they came in and, and they did it quietly, really, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, they just, I mean, it was reported by others, but they didn't come out and say, oh, I paid the debt off or this, that and the other. Not that I remember anyway. Um, and it was, as you say, turning to shares, was it? Uh, as opposed to so. as opposed to a loan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, don't, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, every, everything, everything they've done is just incredible. I mean, you, I, we, we get some people moaning about Top now and, you know, he's not really in control like his dad wasn't. Oh, come on. You know, I mean, how could we possibly criticise anything that he does or any of them do? Um, you know, they've made us what they've made us talk like this because we're so used to being successful now. Mm. We should be fighting relegation every season, which is what we always used to do. <laughs> this is true. But yeah. as football fans, Brad, I guess, you know, we have the sort of, and I've criticised Top, and I think in his position, you've got to accept you know, nobody's untouchable, <coughs> you know, and uh, it, it, whether it's an owner, a manager, a player, they've got to accept criticism from time to time, but you can't take away what he's done. But they have never courted. The publicity have they they have as as dave said got it right as dave said yeah. that they they've always gone about it quietly they've never sort of wanted to sort of say oh look at this this is what we're doing for the club blah 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 you know it's always been announced locally and then if the big papers run with it they run with it yeah and like i said the, the, the song sum, sums it up perfectly um that we have have for him um because they're just so humble and, 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 and they were like a communal family, weren't they? A community family in that sense. You know, they gave to, to the people of Leicester. I mean, they they, they didn't do it for a, a stunt for, like you said, like Chris, like the main media. If it, if it was main enough news, that they, they're going to find out. So, you know, they, but they want, you know, they wanted the community to, to know about it. And that was it. It was, Low key, it was only it was for the people of Leicester as well as the, the football club. I remember so many things they've done and they've just continued. So it shows you it runs throughout the family. It's not just the, the man of the house, you know, this whole entire family are are, are a part of this uh, of this community of Leicester. They, the things they do from sorting out breakfasts, paying for the travel of home and away fans. I you know, I mean, I've told it and uh, you a couple of times, Chris when we've spoke about them before, when I worked there, I can't remember if it was Liverpool or Sunderland that came to us on an early kickoff, 12.30, and it was crap weather conditions, uh, and they were delayed. Um, I think the kickoff might have been delayed for it by about 10 minutes or whatever. Anyway, they pay for their travel. They reimbursed the people for, for that the, the away fans, and they got them a, a burger and a, and, a, and a beer or a soft drink if you're obviously under the age of 18. And you just don't think, if it, 
it, it, some of the acts they did, even from neutral point of view, you, you kind of hear them with great respect going, who does that? Mm. You know, what owner does that? What, you know, what business that owns them? You'll never see the fucking Glazers putting out a, a donut for their for a birthday, would you? And it's simple gestures that are the kind of things we appreciate. And they and that's what they're built on. They were so gracious around them. I had the pleasure of seeing them face to face and greeting them, you know, not having a, a conversation as such, but seeing them on a regular basis working for the club. And, you know, does anyone remember when they first came here as well? They, they, they raffled off all expense paid holidays to Thailand. Yeah, yes. So who good style? And that's also what they did. And the only reason I remember that is because I won't say where I was, where, where my season ticket was. I was two seats away from getting a holiday to Thailand. I'm not going to hold it against them, but I remember that's how that's like in great story of your life, Brad. Story of your life, Mate, yeah, it is. It really is. But they, they, some of the you know, it wasn't just normal gestures like get us out of debt, and it was them gestures that just yeah. made them go above and beyond. It's true, that Jack, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, the first one I think was when um, Top said he'd get us all a beer if we got promoted. Yeah. And we all went and we got our hands stamped and got the free beer and went <laughs> round to a different <laughs> get another free beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I have. And that was the yeah, Everton game. Was the that. They were trying to get in the game like that. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> that, that was a mini marathon to me running around the uh, running around the ground and licking it off. But it was and you know, bacon butties for early kickoffs. I think, as I say, as Brad said, you know, even for away fans, you know, that they, they do it. These things that you just don't hear other other owners of other clubs. I can't imagine Joel Glazier passing away at Man United and there being this outpouring of grief. Now, Vishai gave up the goodness of his heart. Um, he made... The club, a family-run club, he gave and carried on giving it some small gestures that matter, Chris, and to him it mattered. And, you know, he was very vocal at times with it all, even a pint, a pint, and a free beer, a donut, a cake. It, even you, he'd let him his birthday get celebrated with you, get what I mean, and he'd look after you on away days. And when you meet the guy in person, he was just inspiration and he were it were like God do you get what I'm saying you actually met God for the first time and he was fantastic Chris you know I met him the game when Wes Morgan scored in the 1-1 draw at Old Trafford oh, before yeah. we got announced as winning the league and what a bloke and I met him West Ham away and all that and you just greet him you shake his hand he asks you how you are and you know you talk to him about Leicester and football and that's the guy he was he was a passionate guy and he was one of us at the end of the day and we can't thank him enough for what he did for this amazing football club it was been well run we can't say nothing bad about him because there's nothing bad to say you know the guy gave and he was loved by everybody in football and what an owner and he'll never be forgotten by the fans and the world of football Chris it is. Terry, you've made a great point, and I'm going to come on to that and ask all the guys that, that question in a second. But, uh, Dave, I mean, looking at that there, um, it, I mean, you know, when, when the Queen passed, when Diana passed, there was flowers. But, but we were seeing, we were seeing Nottingham Forest um, scarves tagged around the railings, Derby County flags hung over the you know the railings. 
and it was it was the other clubs they just clubs that you want that I mean I was never a huge fan of West Ham but what they showed us afterwards I mean it was just it just brought the footballing community together like I've never seen before in my lifetime I think it was a shock as well that was the thing that sort of hit people a disbelief shock and the ongoing as you say I think it was 24 hours before the truth was sort of known uh, although everybody I mean there were even people saying was he on the helicopter Mm. Um, there was a doubt about that but I think once people knew that there was a problem um, and for the others involved I mean you know there was four people involved in that crash weren't there uh, there was, there was, and it's very actually easy five, five, weren't they? From with four in the pilot, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was just a tragedy for everybody. But I, I think when we felt that everything was going so well, I mean, the the West End game weren't very good, was it? But um, you know, we were going through a difficult playing time. But um, you just felt everything was going to fall apart. And I think it's got to be great credit to King Power and the and top and, and the other Susan Whelan and all that, that, you know, they're holding it together. Yeah. It's mm. not been a great start, but you know, they're holding it together. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I, I tell you what, sorry, Chris, but going on from what he made us, I worry that there are a lot of divisions now within the supporters and possibly within the club that we don't know about, but um, you know, we should all sit and, and think about, what he gave to the club and we should do the same. I think there will always be divisions and I'm, I know, I'm sorry if, you know, if Top is still here in 10 years time and we're in the fourth tier of football, there will probably be, be shouts for him to leave, etc. That's football, you know, and you cannot live on past glories, but, you know, I think you, you're always going to get, you're always going to get, like I say, two halves to every story. Brad, I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely murder this now, but uh, Nusara Sukumani, uh, Porn Pompare, uh, pilots Eric Swaffer, and of course his girlfriend Isabella Rosa Lekovic. Ah, should they should they do tend to be forgotten, but we should you know spend them in a moment thinking thinking about them as well. Yeah, and. They should be, should all be commemorative, um, because that changed families' lives as well. As you know, as well as the owners' family, it changed their families' lives as well. You know, they they weren't in a position where something could help. Really, that they, they were just you know pilot with his his girlfriend and. They had families that have mourned, and and it's it's never nice. There's always bitterness or a bit sort of thing in the life because as we sit here and and celebrate Vishai's life, there's, there's families now out there that that will never see a member of the family, and I think we need to remember everybody just as much as we do them. I know in in terms of the story of the club. They're who they are, but they should be remembered because there's families out there that remember them every day and, and go through the same heartache that our owners' uh, families do. So, 
yeah, let's not forget their lives as well because they were just as just as important to them. Indeed, and important to us. And Jack, I mean, it, it it's it's hard. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't there, and, I, and I, you know, it's hard for me to sort of comment about that. But you know, Casper trying to run back into the flames, having to be held back again. You know, and I'm not trying to be flippant here, but. You know, would Ronaldo run in the flames to say, you know what I mean? I mean, the yeah. love that he got from the players as well. And it wasn't just about buying them fancy cars, etc. No. He was there. He was at the training ground. He turned up. He was at matches. Yeah, yeah that shows how committed he was as an owner, Chris. You know, he, he was at every game. Um, he'd go and sit with the fans at away games. He'd, you know... He were a father figure to them players, even the younger players the who were coming into the first team. He'd put their arms around him and say, come on, lads, you're going to be great one day. You know, he'd, he'd look after every single one of that team, even the management and that. That's who he was. He was caring, he was passionate, and he knew how to look after this club. And Vishai, he'll never be forgotten. And you hear like the likes of Jamie Vardy and... Madison talk about him and I, it shows how close-knitted the club was when he was um, here and, you know, it showed how much he meant to Kasper Schmeichel as well. Um, he were a father figure to Kasper and, you know, Vishai did everything for them players and he will never be forgotten and like they say, he's always in our hearts and that will ring round the stadium at the Man City game tomorrow with everyone bringing their scarves to the game. Do you think that's been a problem since that he was such a father figure to them that you know top is more their age you know I mean, he's obviously a little bit older but it, it's difficult for him to take that over in any circumstances but the father figure thing he, he can't do that can he i mean he's a mate yeah he's um he's he's their age isn't it you know what i mean he's like how old's top like 30 odd so he's the same age as like jamie vardy and man he's just thinking they're like friends isn't it you know what i mean Best pals and that. And I guess with Vishai, you know, Vishai ran the club for Top because Top were at a young age and not run a club at the time. And now Top's took over. It's kind of like different how Vishai ran it. Do you get what I mean? It's a big weight on his shoulders to run the club, in it? And I think Top's mm. ran the club well since his dad's passing. And yeah, I think Top, top is ambitious. And But do you know what some Leicester fans are like? Oh, he's this, he's, like, he's not getting rid of Brendan, but Dead of the day, Top's still running this club perfectly the way it should be running. He's not letting it yeah. downgrade since his dad's passing. So credit to Top. And we just need to remember that how, where we was before the owners took over and that because we was in the shit and that. And we've we remember more of the good times and then we do like I think we're used to success in that now, aren't we, Chris? You know, as fans and we're not used to like them sort of times again, are we? When in them short little spells. No, no, we are. Uh, unfortunately, like I say, football being football, it changes. Today, good news is three years' time, you know, it, it's all forgotten. A couple of quotes here, Dave. Uh, Henry Winter, one of the better sports writers, I think he, he wrote for the yeah. Times at the time. Uh, Vichai was the owner everyone wanted with deep pockets, a big heart, a genuine interest in football, and a wealth of wisdom in his decision making. He was 
as the, as, as the, as the advertising slogan go, if Colesberg made football owners, he yeah. was a football owner that everybody looked at and went, oh, God, why can't we have him? Mm. And if you notice, all the sacked managers turned up when it happened. They all yes. turned up to pay their respects. Yes. And I think that says a lot of the bloke because you wouldn't get that in any other business, certainly not football, but any business. Um, there's the ex-players as well, isn't there, that turn up to the memorial service? And and you don't see that that often, do you? In the, the, no. scenario? I mean, you, you've got to look at, I mean, Mares when he, he scored, I think, in, a goal in the next game, dedicated it, to, yeah. Yeah, dedicated it, looked up to the sky, uh, and that was the thing. And Brad, I mean, Rob Tanner, again, one of the better journalists, uh, writes now for The Athletic, said at the time, and this is so true. And I remember saying something similar to this on Channel 5 News. People may not have known Kun Vichai personally, but it felt like they did. And that, Rob Tanner, this is the greatest tribute of all. We all felt like we'd known, we knew him. Yeah, yeah and you... That that's that's the joy of it because it's very rare because really you can feel alienated from your owners, can't you? I mean, let's face it. If we if we're being honest, had these guys came in, invested in the club, took money in the in the kitty, but not really done anything else, would have still been sat out, you know, discussing this, but still been happy. But the fact that they went above and beyond, it made you feel like, you know, like like you were a part of it, like they they were a part of this club, they were a part of this community, they were. One of our own, as, as as the song goes. So, and the fact that the songs continue this, I mean, I've always said when when to a degree, obviously, it's it's been warranted a point. You know, you have to raise the question, especially with the form we've been in at the start of the season. But when the question's been raised about Tom, <laughs> you've got to remember this man. Yes, he's in his thirties, but he lost his father and. You know, he could have easily, and I, and I don't think anybody would have blamed him if he went, this isn't me, I can't do this, I'm not strong like my dad, I've not got the business mentor like my father, I don't want to ruin this club with not being experienced if I'm going to sell, the heart aches too much, I, I want to leave. We wouldn't have blamed him. Mm. We wouldn't have. And the fact that he's not just stayed here as an owner and taking it on, but Look at the plans that are coming to fruition that council approved that he's fought to for nail to get for the community again the hotel extension and all this. It just yeah. shows you what 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 that family is all about. And you know, <laughs> again, we've talked about it so much tonight. You mentioned the derby and the forest ones, but it, I think it was Cardiff was the first game after the, the, yeah. the actual disaster. Yeah. It was the way at Cardiff and Damari Gray. And again, yeah. I, you know, when I said earlier about them giving gifts and, and free travel or paying for travel uh, and whatnot, and you're thinking, who does that as an owner? I remember when when we actually scored that goal, there was a few Cardiff fans that actually got out the seats. And, you know, and a lot of Cardiff fans, you know, cheering the goal because it was like it was a moment for football. And, when, and after the game, a lot of Cardiff fans were like, not even bothered that we lost. We're actually, you know, I think when, when we discussed this last year, Chris, I kind of made the same point that, you know, the Cardiff fans were going, no, we're actually happy in the way that we lost. And it sounds so bizarre, but they've just lost a great man. But football's just lost a great man. And so it was almost written and deserved that, that we won that game just for that. 
It was, it was. And Jack, I mean, there's look, I mean, picture there for that game. They had the the the, the t-shirts ready. We we obviously the next game, which I think was supposed to be Southampton, was cancelled. But it was the the minute silence that was held. And I know I keep saying this for about the Glazers, and I'm not picking on the Glazers. It's just <laughs> it happens to be, you know, easy target. Like. But, but <laughs> yes, I guess you know, or Cronkays. Let's take it Arsenal, but. The, the minute silence was just so observed from one end of the country to the other, you know, and it's hard sometimes for football fans to shut up for five seconds, let alone not a 60. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. And the the, the scenes before that Cardiff game, it, mm. and afterwards, afterwards when, the, you know, we went over to the end, you know, to the crowd, the fans went over, and even then, when when they you know when he scored that goal, that he had to be given a yellow card for taking his top off. Yeah, you can oh. see the look on the referee's face, Jack. Like, oh god, you know, I've got to do this. You can see that the, it drain out of him. Wasn't Neil Warnock in charge of Cardiff then? He was, Cause, yeah. Because I remember him saying he was asked the questions. It's very difficult to focus on the game when the so you know this has happened, and it's yeah. almost like they didn't want to play. No, um, it was the first game after. But yeah. Jack, back to you, Jack. Well, I mean, sorry, Harry, Jack. Do you... Hey, three. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. But Jack, coming back to you with my original question, I mean, you could see the look on the referee's face, couldn't you? Yeah, I think it showed what Vishai meant to football. Um, everyone wanted him as owner because of what he did for Leicester City Football Club. You know, he made the impossible possible. He made smaller teams believe that if Leicester City can do it, so can we. And he gave teams hope. And he was a great man, which every person looked up to. Even if you didn't support Leicester, you thought, you know, Leicester City got right on a real. I wish we had that. And I think, like you said, a minute silence, people remembered what such a great, man and inspirational man he was to the world of football it showed with the floral tributes and the boss and all that all fans came together for that day Chris and you know it showed that he was loved not by just Leicester but football in general and he'll be even Vincent Tan gave Leicester City fans free stuff on that day like food and all that and mm-hmm. you know and when Damari Gray scored, what, what a goal like to score and after that time because they didn't think the Cardiff game would go ahead, did they? And the players were like, well, mm-hmm. we want to play in memory of Vishai, yeah. whether we win, lose or draw. And they won the game and Cardiff did did like applaud that and we sang Vishai the dream to build a football team and that's where it came from. And it shows what it meant to a lot of people, the communities and that. He looked after the hospitals and... Everything like that, you wouldn't even know you, the bloke when he give you something in return. I met, met him a lot him. of times. Yeah, and when you've been, I mean, have you met him? You know, I always see visions of him. You know, pictures of when he was we were in Europe, mm. and he was walking. It was like a tourist walking around. <laughs> and, oh, look at this! Is nice. He had drinks for you as well. Coming up and shaking his hands, and he had time for people, didn't he? It was nothing was too much trouble. No, he had time for everybody. The guy was just incredible. And, you know, he looked after the supporters. He looked after the club. He looked after the community. He looked after everybody. Even if you didn't know him, 
he'd still look after you because that's the kind, gentle soul that he was, Chris. He had a heart of gold and he's somebody that football's never going to forget. Isn't it weird that um, we're probably the only club whose chairman is thought of like that? Um, in other clubs have, that have been brilliant, Clough, Paisley, Shankly, Ferguson, people like that, it's the manager. But mm-hmm. I bet half yeah. the people don't remember the managers that we had under his reign. I know supporters will, but, you know, other people. Yeah. Um, but it's the chairman. And that makes that, that alone makes it so special. This is, um, this is true, Susan. I mean, you know, <laughs> look at... <laughs> I'll give half a point for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's true. Like, you know, I, I, I love I, I love you. I've got the attention span of a goldfish, so I love these short clips on YouTube. And, you know, when you're looking and, you know, all, all banter aside, what Nottingham Forest achieved under Brian Clough was amazing. But it was under Brian Clough. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the chairman. And don't get me wrong, nobody's ever going to remember, you know, Kunvichai's surname. Um, I think you might get it's, that. It's, it's, it's a long Thank one, God. isn't it? Bishar <laughs> Shribahadapapa. Oh, well, it's a long one. Shribahadahana <laughs> Prabha. Something like that. Uh, well, yeah. God, we can call it's him Kunvichai. I don't remember who, who was who was chairman of uh, of Forest at the time, but I remember Brian Clough. Yeah, one of the best That's English right. managers to never manage England. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Do you remember the um, the Birchinal story about uh, the chairman? Um, he got him a cleaner when he had his first heart problem, uh, and uh, apparently Birch just kept the cleaner. And didn't tell anybody. He was. He said to him, um, <laughs> "But but have you still got that cleaner coming round?" Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, that's just a minor thing, isn't it? But brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Now Terry made this point earlier, and I'll come to you first with this, Brad. Um, I'll say what I think first, and then give everybody a chance oh. to say this. Uh, because I I, know, I remember this when when Mares was. Um, at the club. A little bit of Wislamani, but not as much. But Terry says here, yes, we are a family, but I have heard quite a few not wanting the expansion plans, including the hotel, will be marketed and attract plastics. Now, personally, I I will I don't like the word plastic. Nice way to put it. <laughs> we, you know, to me, what you know, a plastic fan is something I've got on my desk here that I turn on and off if I get, you know, get hot. <laughs> Uh, well, you're a fan or you're not a fan. Um, that's it. Am I a plastic fan because I don't have a season ticket and yet I do all this? You know, it's if we want to be big, we we expand. And what winning the Premier League did for us was expand us in the world's eye. So we are going to get, especially when we sign players, line, it's the same a little bit with DACA at the moment. I've got somebody in the group that is always posting things about Zambian football because, of, and it was with Mares. You know, once Mares left, half my bloody members of the group <laughs> went down because they all went to, to Man City. But whether they're plastics or not, if they are showing support for the club and then buying things, whether it's a five pound ninety nine fluffy toy or a season ticket for a few hundred quid, they, you know, I don't care because it's raising. The, the name of Leicester, Brad. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah. that's that's what they've that's what they've all been about. That's what they've always been about. And the, the problem is, you're always going to get no matter how 
big or how small a percentage you're always going to get. And I've stated this every time, and I'll stand by it. I'll die on this hill, as, as people would say. You, you, there's a small percentage of every single fan base in the world. I don't even care if it's a Sunday League team and two fans turn up. You know, you know, who's got who's got the background? Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody is, is. I can hear. I can hear everything. Yeah, I, I bet. I, I bet. It's I bet. It's uh, another half. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got headphones in, so I should be all right. But it, I did go very distorted. You lot went distorted no, 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 about no, no, 10 no, minutes no, no, ago. I can't hear myself. I can hear myself. Hang on, I'll tell you what, the easiest way to check this out. Can you still hear yourself now? Um, no. It did oh. you, Harry. Cheers, boys. <laughs> Susan, Dave, all three of you. Right. If no one well, were getting reverb. <laughs> another one and a half. You're up to five and a half at the moment, Chris. So. Am I? <laughs> well, I don't know what to do because I say I'm on my phone, so it's a bit of a problem. Facebook's still down. Right. I think it's righted itself now. Yeah. What were you saying? Go ahead again. Right. Take three. Um. Yeah, basically, they've always been a part of the community. They've always done things, uh, community. And like I said, unfortunately, any fan base in the world is going to have a small percentage of that don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like the change. Change, change. Stubborn mules, you have them in the workplace, don't you? The company try and improve. They try and make your job easier. Try and give you better pay. Not all of them, obviously. But you know what I mean? Like, the better the owners, the better the company run sort of thing. And you could use that mentor for our owners. Some people are happy. Do you remember when them polls got taken? And this was, I think, after we won the Premier League and we were in the Champions League, 96.7% of our fan base is happy, which was number one by a long shot. But I remember me going on there and a few of us going, I don't want to meet the 3.3% that aren't happy. Because yeah. it just didn't make sense. <laughs> but the thing I love about it is, you know, people, the people that don't like it, let me tell you what that means for the, the hotel. That means that these, we've got supporters all over the globe. Like Chris said, our fan base blew up a bit. For Leicester, it certainly blew up a lot when we won the league, for obvious reasons. And and we were exposed more in terms of TV out there. So for our fans in the States, Finland, the Philippines, doesn't matter where they are in the world. You know, we've got loads of channels like similar to yours, Chris. You know them. We, we've had them on as guests. The that are from around the globe and they've come on here and that, and that gives them a place to stay in a weird way. I know they could go and get a hotel in a city, but what I mean is if they've got something right next to the ground, it makes them easier, especially if they're helping the foundations of them. They can stay in the hotel right next to the stadium. It's, it's better yeah. for them. It's going to help with international fans coming oh, over. It is, it is. And Terry says here, Jack, plastic, I, mean, I, think, it, I think plastic is a general context, uh, whichever sentence it's used in but means everyone buying travel packages for the Leicester game thrown in as part of the holiday package no that's, that's not the hotel how it's run still brings money into the club yeah I mean, at, the end, at the end of the day you're yeah. still you're still forgetting that these people are paying I'm, I think the flight from America would be a thousand pounds yeah it's going to help with yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
For the third time, I'll try this. But Jack, um, I mean, were you there on a wet Tuesday night in Yeovil? I mean, you know, it's that yeah. sort of mentality, isn't it? I mean, I don't begrudge anybody, you know, that I, I, I've got a friend on here, you know, Mel, uh, Brad, big mm. Arsenal fan, lives in Canada. She's coming over for the weekend. She's got family over here. It's the first time she'll be going to an Arsenal game. Does that make her anything less than a, of a fan? No, because she's got the new shirt every season. She's putting money into the club. I I don't care, I could say, how much they spend because at the end of the day, the only way we're going to get bigger is by having a bigger fan base. That's why Newcastle, Man United, Liverpool are so big. Yeah, Leicester are now a worldwide. Um, worldwide sort of business, worldwide club, you know. King Power is a uh, world brand now. Um, it just shows that fans have took an interest in Leicester City. And, you know, they I don't really care if they come to games or they don't. You know what I mean? It's football. You know, they put money into the club at the end of the day. It's money that you need towards new players and stuff like that. And to progress the club onwards. And, you know, it don't make them as a fan as less than me and you, you know, the diehard supporters who go to Yeovil on a Tuesday night and whatever, you know. A fan's <laughs> a fan at the end of the day, whether you've been to one game or five games or whatever, Chris, at the end of the day. People are going to spend their good earned money. I know a guy from Belgium who comes, um, a friend of mine, he comes from Belgium to watch Leicester. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, it just shows that... I wouldn't call them plastics. I'd just call them fans who don't really go every time, maybe because they live far out. And, that. and in America, we're massive now as well, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. about att- it's about attracting the fan base. Look at Man United. They've got Thais, Chinese, um, and all that sort of branded in Asia and that. You know what I mean? They're massive over there. You need them sort of fans to keep your club afloat and keep your club yeah. going, Chris. You do. I mean... It's. It, it, I just want to say welcome yeah, back, uh, yeah. welcome back, Dave. Uh, you left us a very. <laughs> that is not an impressive picture of you, Dave. Oh. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> with you. but we did have that for a good 30, 40 seconds. Don't call, call, call me two chins. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, your, chance, mate, your chance. I mean. Again, and I'm not having and Terry, please you know, don't I'm not having to go with you. But everybody, everybody that uses the word plastic, and I know you weren't, you were just creating the discussion, but I just it just bugs me because, like I say, a fan, I, I want this club to grow, but some people, and I suppose every club has those fans that think like, oh no, let's just stay as this little club with me and my mates and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say it used to be armchair fans, wasn't it? That was phrase that was yeah, yeah. But can I say that I've waited six, seven, eight years to get a season ticket again? Um, we gave up our season ticket um, because they kept changing the times to evenings, and my daughter was a nurse, so she books time off, but she can't just change it. So we were missing loads of games, and we were crap as well. I'm driving back down to Surrey for two and a half hours in the pissing wet on a Tuesday night. It wasn't my idea of fun. But the reason to expand the stadium is so people like me, who you know, have been a supporter as long as you guys have all, all my life, um, can get back in and see the club again. Yes. As, as soon as we started getting good, I had no chance of a ticket. Mm. Absolutely no chance. 
Of course, so that's, that's I, I, I claim total responsibility for us winning the Champions League, uh, winning, sorry, winning the, cha- winning the Premier League, because I have yeah. a season ticket for the uh, Great Escape season. Like you, I got fed up with uh, travelling, you know, an eight-hour return journey to see us losing week in, week out. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, my son was going off to university, so he couldn't really do it. And I said, I'm not going to be spending that money again. Hey, what happened? <laughs> but, I mean, the yeah. thing is there, I mean, like uh, Brad, Nate said, he's from Tuscon, Arizona. I'm going to be waking up at 4 a.m. to watch the game. Luke yeah. said, uh, I'm a, I know, I live in Burnley and I support Forest. I didn't realise you lived in Burnley. You have more respect now and more sympathy. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were there. <clears throat> but it's like me. I mean, I, I was born and brought up in Leicester. And probably from an era where if you didn't, you probably didn't ever support Leicester. But people now move with the jobs. I mean, you know, I'm from Leicester. I've been to Blackpool, Blackburn, Burnley, Boltonbury, and now Bournemouth. <laughs> I've got a thing for bees. Can I just say that? Um, but my son's now growing up down here as a huge Leicester fan. And he's never, well, he's obviously been to Leicester. He's been to Gun, but he's never actually lived in Leicester, but that's the way that the world is going now. Yeah, and I've never been a big fan of these plastic fans, armchair supporters, um, turn of phrases. I don't like them, um, just purely because I also don't like it when people moan at fans leaving early. I moan. Yeah, but... <laughs> Well, you just know anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get involved in it. You just it have drives to me nuts. It. it drives me. Yeah, nuts. but the thing is, nobody knows everybody's reasoning for it. Some people might have minutes. to get home. I've got this, Brad. I've got this. I've got this right because <laughs> I always used to leave for any match I went to, whether it was a Champions League or whatever. I would actually get up out of my seat go downstairs and probably watch the last three or four minutes on the TV. Uh, it was in the, um, what do they call it? The, uh, the foyer. Foyer, yeah. Congress. Got it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And then once the final whistle went, that was it. Me and my son, boom, out there like rats out of a sewer. Because that could save an hour's journey. Yeah, true. Getting out of Leicester in all yeah. the traffic. Against Palace, I, I just stayed there with my head in my hands. I couldn't move. Yeah, it was such a terrible game. Um, I thought we got a hell of a drive back, and I drove back down to Bognor Regis that night. Mm. Um, and I, I really couldn't be bothered. Uh, I mean, it was an afternoon game, which helped, or an, a lunchtime game. But, you know, when you're driving back at one or two in the morning, and we, we did the train to um, Brighton, and I met a guy who lives in Chichester, which, Chris, you'll know where that is. Mm. Um, and uh, he he got back about quarter to two after the Man United game, and you can imagine how depressing that journey was. Uh, and but even so, I can't do it. I can't. The only time we've left early was when we lost three nil at home to Coventry, and there's two Coventry fans sitting in the double decker in front of me, slagging off Keith Weller. And as I walked out, I need him in the back, um, 
you know, sorry, and, but and we want you see, we wonder why he's done off everything. <laughs> so you can see it. Come on, Coventry at home, three 0 Come on, give me a bit <laughs> no, of leeway on that. There's a difference. I grant you, there is a difference between what I'm saying, leaving five ten minutes before to avoid the crowd. And let's be honest with you: if you wait to that final whistle, you can just add fifteen minutes on getting from yeah. your seat down to the exit. But there's a difference for me between that, Jack, and leaving. You know, midway through the second half, because we're we're losing. That that that's the the difference for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless, unless you've got a weak bladder, of course. <laughs> you, 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 Could be a problem. <laughs> then you just piss on the Coventry fans sat in front of you. I think my mother was there as well, so that might not have worked. Oh, right. Well, do you know what? They didn't have Pringle, Pringle boxes back in the day, <laughs> but they're that shape for a reason. <laughs> Go on, Jack. Yeah, you know, you've got to back your side, aren't you, Chris, at the end of the day? Um, if you haven't really got the excuse to leave and they're losing, then, you know, you, you're pissed off, aren't you, at the end of the day, sitting in your seat watching that. Um, I remember the Chelsea game. Last season, we were absolutely terrible, yeah. And I stayed till the end. The stadium were about empty at that point. Um, but you got to, even if we're 2 0 down, you know, you still got time to like get get back into the game. And you know, we've seen it with Leicester, you know, they've been 2 0 down and people have left and have got back into it. Um, yeah. so I don't know, you, you like you say, that's the score. I don't think the no, school I don't, is I don't people, think just, people just go, don't they? Yeah. You, you know, you see them flitting in and out during the game, and I'm thinking, yeah, you get to the toilet without a queue or you get a burger or whatever. Um, but Potentially, it's some people who's first time probably watching Leicester who'd think, I ain't well, watching them again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's them sort of supporters. That's yeah. why they call them plastics. Do you know what I mean? Because they're not there through the good times and the bad. They're only there to watch the Arsenal, the Man Uniteds, the Man Cities. That's why I get frustrated with like the plastic fan sort of situation because they only come to the King Power to come and watch the big clubs. They're not there to watch the Brightons and that, Chris. Do you know what I mean? And but, that's a proper supporter at the end of the day, not someone who's just going to come for the odd game who you never really see again. Well, we're, we're, we're now then, you've opened, you've opened this now, uh, Jack. This is a whole We have officially gone down the rabbit hole, gentlemen. <laughs> yes, that's a plastic. And fan. I'm going to, I'm going to grab Brad and bring him up here again. But that is nature. Isn't it? Brad, then, <laughs> you know, Brad <laughs> as a fan. You know, if you're give, if you say, well, look, I, I can give you one ticket. You can either go and watch Leicester City play Man United or Leicester City play Norwich City. I mean, you're going to 99.9% of people say, I'll have the Manchester United ticket because of the get that is that is football. Yeah, I mean, it's just common. It's as much as we profess to try and be the best decent human beings and die hard fans here, yeah, we'll go every game we can. Yeah, if I'm offered the chance to see Leicester at home versus Norwich City or Leicester at home against Manchester United, see you later, Norwich. I'm going to watch <laughs> Man United. Uh, no, you know what I mean? We lose 3-0, we lose 3-0 as long as we put in a performance. And you, you want to see them because they're Whether we like it or not, and as biased as we are because we love our club to, to, to death, right? To see Ronaldo get 10 minutes against you. Do you remember that friendly at Real Madrid when he played? Uh, why do you think half that crowd was there? It weren't because it was a pre-season. I tell you that it was because Ronaldo and the town. Because Ronaldo were in Real Madrid. We were to see them. <laughs> we didn't get to the game. It was the only chance we we're going to get. That's why we do these. And and 
whether you like these players or not, it doesn't matter. You want to see them play. Or yeah. if you can name Dennis Wise, you want to see him get smashed in the face. And that's why you go to that <laughs> game, maybe. If it's a Millwall choice, then that might be the only reason you go to that game. But, of course, you're going to go to these high-rending games because it's there. What do you think? That, I mean, you know, what do you think them people that are doing going to the Man City game? They're not going because they think, yeah, they want Leicester to win if they're home fans, but they're probably expecting, aren't we all? Let's be honest, we're expecting with this Man City side. It's no shame in admitting it. We're probably not going to get a positive result from it. Right? No, they're going to hope for the best, and if not, I'll... Can I get to see a quality player? You I can't fault fans to you know what I mean? No, no, no you, you can't, and... <laughs> Look, I've got to put this in because it did make me chuckle just then. Uh, Luke says, "Play Liverpool; it's an easy three points." Get in there, Luke. Get in there. But yeah, I mean, I can remember how excited I was, and I went to I think it was Southampton. We were playing, and I'm going back years and years and years. But I went to that game because it gave me a chance to see Kevin Keegan. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and. How many people bought shirts and had Cambiasso put on the back? Mm, you know, the, the, the big names, the big clubs the, do the same that. amount of people. The same amount of people that probably three days before he signed were saying he was only coming for his pension. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. But look, Logic, the I, Arsenal Arsenal fan that um, Mares put on his shirt, didn't he? Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> fans, we know we know what they're like. No, from well. but, uh, I'll come to you first with this one, uh, uh, Susan. Um, question oh. for you: This is Scott's asking. This. Do you think we would be in the same position we are now, uh, as in we, you know, the history we've had in the Premier League, the FA Cup, if we hadn't sacked Nigel Pearson when we did? We will never know. But in your opinion. For me, um, if what, Kasper, thinks, so. I'll just say to start, Pearson laid the foundations for Ranieri to come on and build. That's the way I look at it. But would we have it stayed, do you think, Dave? Well, Casper well, seems to think so, doesn't he? Because he said it often enough. Um, I don't know whether that was a dig at Ranieri or, or what, but... Uh, <laughs> I, well, it's impossible to say. I think we might have done because we started playing some bloody good football towards the end of that escape season. I mean, we were pretty impressive. We were playing the the way we played when we won the league with Vardy getting the long ball through. Um, I think, did it all start at West Brom? I can't remember. Certainly, yeah. we were, what, two down, two, one down, something, one, three, two. Um, that's when Vardy started to get nasty again because he, to don't say this out loud, but he got a little bit soft. Um, and he wasn't scaring the defenders, I didn't think. But then he started to get into them again. Um, and it, well, just went up from there. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. Jack, do you think if Peterson had stayed? I mean, let's be honest, as, as much as we won the league, and obviously we did, it's in the history books, but we know that some of the big clubs imploded. We know Tottenham kick themselves in the bollocks. We know Manchester uh, City sacking, you know, the manager and announcing it, you know, with a couple of months to go didn't help. Liverpool were having struggles. Van Gaal was still at United. So Pearson may have done. Do you think if Pearson stayed there, we would have won it? It's a tough one to answer because it were a Nigel Pearson side that won the Premier League. Um, it will still get said to this day from Leicester City fans that Nigel Pearson's team won the Prem. Just adding Angolo Kante. 
they say that Claudio Ranieri's spirit got added on to that fueling of the fire that following season after staying up in the Great Escape. They still had that determination and fight, didn't they? So, mm. who knows, Chris, at the end of the day? Pearson could could have gone and won the league that season. You, you'd never have known. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but his temperament was always likely to blow it, though, wasn't he? I mean, you remember oh, the... He uh, was a strict manager, in. Yeah, but the ostrich comment. <laughs> like that. I mean, you know, he was, he was always ready to explode. Um, Putting so, his hands around that throat of that bloody Crystal Palace player and all. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, all very it's weird. Crazy. Embarrassing. Yeah. Brad, do you think so? Oh, I'm probably going to be one of them 3.3% that I mentioned earlier when we were discussing our owner's popularity. I don't think so, you know. It's no. something literally that, that Dave, Dave <laughs> has t- touched upon. Sorry, sorry. Um, because... Okay, Craig. <laughs> you're all right, Bob. No, no worries. Um, but no, Ranieri kind of gave the players the belief and the freedom to be- show him why he believed in them. And, and, and it was contagious. You saw that. It was contagious. And whilst, you know, Pearson definitely takes the credit for laying the foundations, you, sometimes you need a better head honcho and a stable structure hold, you know, which was Can- Golo Kante on the pitch and the head honcho was Ranieri in, in the dressing room in and around the training ground area. And the reason I say that is because I just wonder... I think Pearson would have kept the same momentum, used his own momentum to carry them into the start of the season, play positive football. But I think he would have then instantly gone back to his old ways that caused us problems when changing formation tactics. You know what we talked about with Pearson in that great escape season. I think he would have hit the panic button when we lost 5-2 to Arsenal. That's two points, Chris. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you noticed that way too. You know know what, mate? If you don't laugh at yourself, no more will. But no, seriously, (laughs) if you you think about it, when we drew one all with Burnley in that 96 minute, um, they got the late equaliser, he seemed to panic. And all of a sudden, we're playing four four new players after the great start. uh, And then we lost to Newcastle and he changed it again. And he kind of, it wasn't until he kind of went, right, I've got to do this. This is it. I'm going to listen to my players. Robert Who said he listened to us. I think it was Robert yeah. Who suggested something. And and, 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 that, and I just wonder, had we lost 5-2 to Arsenal, would he gone, oh, well, that was fun, but now we've got to be serious. Back to, back to the focus. <laughs> now we're in a relegation dogfight. And I don't know if he'd have actually kept the mentor. And that's the only thing I think would have stopped him doing. Yes, yeah. No, it, it, it is true. I know. <laughs> What's it like having a stubborn manager? Will, will, we, will we ever know again? <laughs> it's not that much return to one, is it, Chris? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Luke says there, makes a good point about disabled supporters uh, needing to leave early. Just going back to that, uh, Jack, were you at Crystal Palace away when we didn't leave early? In fact, everybody stayed and, to, and they had to try and turn the lights <laughs> off to get rid of us? Yeah. What a day that was. Uh, you're on about the Premier League uh, season yes, winning time. Indeed, yeah, indeed. Uh, we're going to yeah, win the league. They sang all the time, innit? Um, yes. what, what what events after the game, you know what I mean? We beat Palace and with the Mahrez goal. And yeah, the scenes after it, 
you know, we actually believed. And the question I ask you lot is, when did you actually believe we was actually going to win the league? Because I said to my brother at the Man City game, we could actually go and win this game today. And, you know, I said 3-2, but they ended up 3-1. So, when did you actually believe we was actually going to win the title, Chris? For me, and it's probably this is down to my age. Um, <laughs> Still <yeah>. not. <laughs> Be careful, guys. <laughs> um, no, I, I think when <laughs> when Hazard got the equaliser for Chelsea, um, I'm, not being, <laughs> I'm not being flippant there, but if there was ever a club that would shoot itself in the foot, it was Leicester. Oh, no. I was sat next all that season, well, sat next to, sat back to back with a Tottenham fan. Oh, in, in my sales area we were in a, a team of four and he'd got his pack to me and he would say exactly the same thing that's when he knew that they would lose it because all season we've been going I'm not going to do this we're Leicester and he sat there going like nah, you will do it because we're Tottenham so for me that was <laughs> when Dave when was it yeah, for you? Same I think it was the day after my birthday and uh, I was just alone home alone um, just sitting on the settee watching the Chelsea Spurs game and Spurs two up, oh God, this is what happens, isn't it? Um, and then yeah. the equaliser came and I think as that whistle went, I realised we'd possibly won it. But I wasn't even sure then <laughs> because <laughs> like you as an old supporter, we have a way of blowing things when, you know, the cup's in the trophy cabinet. Um, oh, we do. We do. Those days, those days have gone, I think, now. Um, and that started the new era, and, and made us all, even the older boys, believe that, you know, this is something special. And it still is. It yeah. still is special. Yeah. But I think you've noticed it, it is definitely an age thing yeah. that we thought. Brad, as a younger person, when did you believe? And if you say when we beat Sunderland on the first day, I know you're lying. <laughs> uh, no, not quite that that early. Um, although I... Although early on in the season, there was a game that I think defined our season, which was the Villa 3-2 game, 2-0 down, 3-2 yeah. up, showed our resilience. But I didn't think it then, don't worry. That wasn't then. That was just, that was for me, at the time, looking back, a game that was pivotal to it. Um, but for me, I remember I went to uh, the local pub um, just just up the road with my dad, my old man at the time. I think it was the early kickoff against Man City or a Sunday game. I can't remember which day it was on, but this is still a fair chunk of games to go in the season. And my dad was like, do you think you're going to win it? Yeah, I think you're going to win it. I was like, no, it's Leicester. You know what we like. And it's sort of got the same attitude as you guys. Yeah. And when that game just played out in front of me, I remember we were 2-0 up in like the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. It felt like, it felt like in a flash we were 2-0 up against Man City. And when that whistle went with the full-time score of 3-1, that was the first time I actually remember I let slip the words, this is it, we're going to win the league. Um, and that, for me, was the first time I actually felt, yeah, actually, we can do this. There's, there's no reason we can't. Because I think they were third at the time, Man City, but they were genuinely the only team I felt cautious of to catch us because I didn't really fancy Arsenal's chances because I think at the time they had a very... They were reliant on some injury-prone players like um, Ramsey and, and Welbeck. We all remember that premature celebration they had, don't we, in February? I was there that day when Welbeck scored that. Oh, yeah. oh, that must yeah. have been cutting. Come off the yeah. bench. 96 Ooh. minutes to be held out from like, over half hour. Let's, let's be honest with you, with that one, it was always um, 
was less gay that obviously gave the foul away that, yeah. that probably cost us the game. But well, I was never going to tell him. Yeah, I'm referee, referee was blind. He was a moron. It was never a foul. Talking about, I'll tell you what also made me start to think was it um, when Vardy got uh, sent off against West Ham? We came yeah, back with the draw. Died in second, mm. he got, yeah, what was the next? He got for arguing it, didn't he? He actually that's got right. he said to John Moss because, of course, that centre of attention was well, to be honest, he did, Moss deserved it. But the was it the Swansea? Did we play Swansea when Mares got a couple? Or yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. And, and didn't yeah. he have that bust up with Williams in the tunnel at Swansea because yeah. he got a hat trick yeah. in the reverse? And, well, and we were, I remember we were a one man team, weren't we? You know, well, yeah, sure. yeah. Hardy, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, can and remember, I remember that. I can remember for me the Man United game when we drew 1 1 just mm. before the uh, uh, we, we, we won it. It was because uh, I think we'd gone 1 0 down, and then I think it was Wes Morgan got uh, a touch. Uh, to score, but I was in. If anybody's in this area, you'll all know the George Pub, and I was in there with my son. Realised that the for Leicester fans, there was two of us in the pub, and to a man, every other supporter in there was a Man United fan. Oh. <laughs> you were sat there like sort of you know, drinking away, sort of you know, trying to cover yourself up. But when we left that game, the Man United fans literally were turning to us as one and went. Go on and win it now against was it Everton? We were due to play. We didn't have to get that far, but and that was like wow, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was ahead. It was them saying it. But um, where were you when we we won it though? Let's let's have a talk about that. Let's start. We'll start with 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 Brad when we actually won it. Where were you? Um, I was round my mate's house, having to watch it on my phone because I was helping him with his. Uh, it's a fishing business at the time that he was doing. I was helping him do some work there, so I was nervous to watch it. I wouldn't have been able to go to a pub anyway. I couldn't. I couldn't have stood stood watching it with that many people. It wouldn't have worked for me. So I was actually quite glad to be in a in an area of that. But I'm. I was. I actually. I got so carried away with my nerves and excitement watching the watching the the, the Chelsea Tottenham game as it actually happened. <laughs> That they actually sent me out. They partly asked me to leave and walk off fast and pace outside the street because it was like six minutes added on as well. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I wouldn't take it. Like, Go out and pay for down. So, yeah, that's what that I That is mate. the worst, that, of watching it at home. Is that I can't, I didn't bother me at the stadium, but if I'm at home, I'm going to have to start borrowing the neighbour's dog. Yeah. Dave, where, where were you? Well, as I said, I was sitting, sitting home alone. Mm. Oh yes, yeah, um, yeah, and uh, just numb, really. Yeah, Jack? You know, I, crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy tears, though. Happy tears. Yeah, very happy tears. Yeah. Jack, what about you? Where were you? I were at home with family. Um, Spurs went two 0 up. I said to my dad, "I said today in the day, you know, Dad. I said we're well, winning it today." He turned around and said, "He said, Jack, you know." These two halves of football. He said it's not just forty-five minutes. He said Chelsea could come back. Me and my brother never believed him. He said, "You know," I said, "That's it." I said, "You know, it's going to be another week of having to win another game." And Spurs were sitting there singing, "Leicester City, we're coming for you." You heard yeah. it in the second half, and oh, wait, you know, aren't we? And then Cahill yeah. scored, and my, me and my brother looked at each other, was like, "Yeah, we could definitely do this." And then 
they all started scuffling, didn't it? You know, when uh, Cahill scored, oh, Tottenham yeah. started fighting with Chelsea and two-footing them and all that. And then it all kicked off on the touchline and all that. And then Hazard bended it in that corner. And, oh, my days, I went absolutely mad. And then we got the champagne out afterwards and then the rest is history. And then the players started celebrating. And where's Morgan getting pulled around the kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I mean, that season was the weirdest season. That was a season when obviously we became global. Yeah. You know, I'm walking around Bournemouth with a top on with just the Leicester badge because it was coat and it was, you know, whatever. And I, you know, I'd, I'd go into my bank. And the woman behind the counter went, oh, Leicester City, Mares, Cante, Vardy. I went, oh, yeah, who's your team? She know, I hate football. <laughs> she knew all of that. And on that night, <coughs> excuse me, we had been getting, uh, as, as, you know, bloggers and what have you, we'd been getting calls from all over the world. We were doing interviews for Australian radio and Chinese TV. And I remember sort of contacting Lee Jobber once and going like, Lee, Anywhere you can fit in an interview, and I think I can't remember the country, but we'll say Thailand for whatever. Else. Can you do an interview with this Thailand, you know, radio station on Wednesday night at nine? He went, Well, yeah, I can do that, but can you then do a <laughs> an American ah. form for me on the Thursday? It was it was that bad, and I'd never been on talk sport as much uh, in my life on sports bar. I was because we were doing well, they always wanted to talk, and I went on that night pissed out of my brain i was i don't even remember what i said to jason kundi and um i can't remember the other guy that was on there i was totally totally drunk and i went and i've got to say i went into work the next day with my leicester shirt on and he's supposed to wear a suit you know shirt and tie with my leicester shirt on and i was still hung hung over (laughs) and i got away with it I got away. The owner, the, well, our 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 CEO, um, chief executive, who was based in Bournemouth, was Italian. So he, <laughs> I just said Ranieri, and he goes, "Yeah, all right then." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, what 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 days? I mean, I, I put this up earlier, and you know, a few people have said about you know FFP, we haven't got the money, etc. But this is obviously a different pot, but. We need this because it's going to. Is it not Harry? Uh, there we go. Got hey, 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 hey. Let me let me just. Uh, I, I this is it. You see, I need I need to have these back up. There we go. Um, <laughs> do we not? We need that expansion. But the thing is, to help with FFP. But even when we've had that expansion, we're still only half the size of Old Trafford. We are, yeah, but it's going to help big time. I mean. We keep going on about the players and not being able to sign players. Well, it's clearly obvious we've got the money. We just can't do it. Else we'll get fined or we'll get deducted or banned from Europe or something. Um, so he couldn't sign any players. I'm, this is what, and we've had these arguments in the past about the manager. He should have known that. You know, he's not stupid. He was just making a point when things were going wrong. Um, but the fact is, building these facilities is going to make us one of the top six without any doubt. I mean, it looks magnificent, doesn't it? And, um, you know, the, I don't know what the Holiday Inn Express think about it, mind, but uh, ah. sticking a hotel <laughs> on there, it's pretty impressive. But, Jack, um, I mean, when, when that, it's not often when things get leaked that they actually turn out to be correct. It's happening more and more with sort of shirts. When I first saw that before it was announced, I actually thought it just reminded me of a foot spa. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> that you get for for 1999. But when you look at it now, when you look at some of the buildings that King Power have got around the world, they are innovative in architectural design. You know, there isn't like a just a, a normal building anywhere. And it is going to be one of the iconic stadiums, isn't it? Yeah, it will be. Uh, top, you know, wants to put the club first and expanding around the areas and stuff like that. Um, you know, it'll bring good money in for the club. Um, they're on about having a, another shop outside. And do you know what I mean? That'll help financially, hotel and markets and all that. And... You know, it'd be good for the, that sort of thing for the club to bring revenue in and, you know, to have that 8,000 capacity thing added on to the stadium to make it 40,000, you know what I mean? That's incredible and it shows Tot wants to achieve what he, what his dad started. Um, and I guess only time will tell in how much more he'll add on Chris, because, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to be fighting FFP, aren't we? We're one of them clubs in for it. I believe if we made Europe, then we'd get done for a financial fair play. So, yeah. Brendan, Which is why we're in the situation we're in with no play, you know, buying players. But... Brendan himself, though, should have knew this. You know, he talks about his big, massive rebuild, whatever it was. I think it was just to cover his own back because we were crap at the... After yeah. that Forest game in, you know, he needed the excuse to get the fans off his back and now we ain't got the excuse now it's the kind of like what where do you look and results yeah. are just starting to pick up again but that's against poor sides in the Premier League but like you say you've got to beat who's in front of you at the end of the day Man City will be a big test tomorrow and it'll show our resolve of how good we are defensively will we keep clean sheet or will we not <laughs> indeed uh, uh, Brad... Jack do you remember the um, procession the title winning team and um, I think it was it was top was on stage and said, we're going to have to build you. Oh, no, it's uh, Vichai. Vichai said it. Said, we're going to have to build you a bigger stadium now. Yeah, This has been in the plan for, yeah. for eight years. It has. This is what he wanted. And these plans of what they're doing now is what he yeah. built for the future. And top's just putting them in place now. So all this stadium expansion, all that, he promised it all. And top's just putting it into work now. And this is his dad's dream. And, he helps to hopes to invest and improve the club and make it better, and hopefully it'll be back in Europe sometime soon. And yeah. it won't just stop at ten thousand, no, because it'll go on from there. I think they're building it in a way that they can add on, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. Brad, talking as 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 Jack just said then about um, you know carrying on what his dad created that. I mean, that picture to me, they, they, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very easy phrase, a picture paints a thousand words. But to me, that that is one picture that definitely does. Yeah, it does, because, you know, there's definitely a lot more to that picture than meets the eye. It's not the hugging of the trophy. It's, it's the, the dream his dad had to bring success to the club. And, you know, he, he was in a stand. He didn't want to come down. We all saw it. We all saw it, whether we were there, whether we were watching at home, um, through tears of joy or whatever state we were in. If you kept watching that, and I'm, I, I don't know about you guys, but I could not take my eyes off the TV that day after the celebrations. I couldn't not take my eyes off and watching him like be so humble and not want to come down and join in, and the whole team gathered around him to celebrate it. It's, it's 
sentimental in a way because it's it's his reward. You know, it was given to him as, as by the players were like, we did this for you in this club. We did this not just, you know, no, not just for the football club. We did this for you because of all you've done for this club. It's 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 the small victories you get that you have to you have to really. You know, prayers up to the sky when the final whistle went from him. Yeah. You know, the the big start. You know, the big thing up in because obviously, you know, the the uh, Wembley wasn't fully open then. Yeah. But for me, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I mean, I guess we all watched it. But Harry, oh God, for some hey. reason, <laughs> oh, look, I'm sorry, mate. You you are you just going to have to be called Harry. Uh, you've reached ten points. Ten points. I don't give a point. You are you are Coon Harry. That is what you are. You're going to give you your special name for the show. I mean, at the end, uh, I couldn't. I'd, I was watching it with my son on the telly. I was actually turned away because I was crying. Um, I, he asked me a question. I turned back to him, and he was crying. And I turned, and, and then he was jumping up and down. With, and I think it was Rio Ferdinand or, or Emil Heskey. One of them was saying. You would never, again, we've said it so many times, but how many chairmen would you see on the pitch jumping up and down yeah. <laughs> with the you know, with the players? Staggering, absolutely staggering. And, and how many chairmen would the players invite down onto the pitch to do yeah. that? Yeah, uh, that was a staggering thing. I, I watched it um, with my one-month-old granddaughter. Um, we, were, we went up to see her, I think, for the first time, and uh, I told her this... You're going to see Leicester win the FA Cup. It's taken me sixty odd years to do that. Um, mm. You're in your first month, and you're going to see it happen. <laughs> so I'm not sure I believed. I didn't believe it. But... Hands if she'd answered you back, wouldn't you? Yeah, she said, "Oh, well, thanks, Grandad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Jack is there. I mean, the Memorial Garden. He will always be remembered. Uh, there was the walk for him, but there's you know he. We've got the foundation now. That, that's been named after him and his work continues. That was what he put in. That's what needed to be put in place um, to show how much people respected him and how much respect and that they had a fish and, you know, it helps, it helps the community, Chris. That's something he created to help the community and bring it close together as ever before. And his work is just carrying on. He might not be here to do it, but, you know, he's looking down on on it all and thinking, yeah, I'm doing a good job here while I'm up here. And, you know, he's smiling. He's pretty, He's giving that famous thumbs up. And, mm. you know, he's, he's applauding what's happening. And, you know, he, the FA Cup game, I was there that day and 8,000 of us got a ticket and it was loud. I said, to, you know, when you're in Tillman's out I was thinking, fucking shoot, just fucking <laughs> hit it. Don't care, don't care, just hit it. And it went in and, you know, jubilation at the end. I cried my eyes out full time and watched them hold the trophy. Um, it was fantastic. The scenes, the togetherness of the players. Then Vardy and Schmeichel went to get top down. And it shows how tight-knitted the club is together. They're a family. And, yeah, that will carry on. And, you know, that day mm. and will it ever be remembered we, for the VAR that Chilwell got ruled out for? <laughs> well, was it, we should, of course, spare a thought for Ben Chilwell. Oh, yeah. No, I'm no, all right. He said that game was bigger than the Champions League up. Chris before, so <laughs> shame on him. But, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, not quite like this, but I'm sure tomorrow you're going, aren't you, Jack, to the match? 
Yeah, I'll be at the game tomorrow, yeah. Are you taking me taking your white scarf? I'll take it. I've got a t-shirt as well still, so hopefully yeah. it still fits me. I'll put a bit of weight on since, but hopefully I can <laughs> don't worry about that. just get, no, just get all the way looking. down. For like a belly top, but, you know, as, as long as it shows him, um, you know, We've all had scarf. those moments, haven't we? Uh, I, I, I do if you've been at a match where I've seen a match, um, Brad, but where... You know, 60th minute. I, I can remember doing it for the um, even at away games. I went to Southampton for the famous 9 0 Friday night, peeing down with rain, and there's free gifts from the chairman, even at an away game, even at Wembley. You know, there was stuff on the seats for us. And it's on the 60th minute, you just literally, we were singing it for God knows how long. And the respect that the other fans showed by not singing over it and, you know, they were applauding, it it just sends the hairs up on the back of your neck, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um doesn't matter if you're there or if you're watching at home or even listening to it on a radio station or whatever, you hear that and you just can't help but fill with pride and smile because you just remember all the good times and everything that they that's happened before and since his passing, you know, you just think what an amazing way to appreciate someone's um, someone's life. Um, and it's obviously always chokes you up a little bit when, when it happens. I still remember the video montages that best do each year comes out. And I, I, I probably struggle so I have to admit, I struggle to watch them or maintain the eye contact for the entire video. Cause it does, I do well myself watching because it just yeah. kind of brings back the memories and then you remember that he's no longer with us. And the fact that the away fans, like you said, Chris, um, appreciate it. You don't even get that for other tragic events in football, do you? Which is sad because you think you should come together on any tragic uh, event on that, regardless of rivalries. But whether they're 6-0 down at Southampton fans and they just didn't lost the will to live at that point or not, but, you know, they respected the moment. They joined in the moment. You know, the Cardiff fans, a small minority of them cheering the goal when Gray scored because they, were, they weren't bothered about the, the result at all. Um, shows you the impact he had. And yeah. they've continued to have, like you said, Chris, finding things out for the the final from from the club and, and and to continue it just just shows you just the strength and the kindness of that family the fact that it's continued throughout and jack have you you've been in one of those haven't you when we've been singing it and it, it's it's emotional and it, i think it will be for many years yeah he's left a legacy behind doesn't he uh which top is Carrying on in his dad's memory. Um, yeah, it's heartfelt, isn't it? You you can't help but bring a tear to your eye when you do see Vichardo Trins build a football team because it showed how much the man himself um, achieved before he tragically passed away. Um, he brought us the Premier League title. You know, they sing the song of Champions of England. You made us sing that. That's all down to him. That's if it wasn't for him, would that be in our trophy cabinet? Carrie Gottschalk speaking, I don't think it would be, Chris. You know, that guy put hard work in dedication and he had a dream and he made it a reality. They call him the possible man. 
So, you know, he's yeah. a man who likes to make things possible. He did that and look where it's got us, Chris. The FA Cup, the Premier League, the stadium expansion, all that. All them promises, he said, have all come reality now. And you can only thank him for everything he's done and God bless his soul. Yeah. Uh, Dave, 13 clubs, I believe it is, that have won every possible trophy in the UK. <laughs> Uh, one of those 13, believe it, is Leicester. Mm. And uh, Arsenal, Man United haven't won the league since we have. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's always no, that, we, Most of us see that as a really good positive. <laughs> <laughs> I always love to throw that one out at people. To be, to be honest always... with you, like, I, I, I always used to have a section of the shows that's called like... Uh, uh, we like we laugh at Arsenal, laugh at it. was when did Arsenal last win the league? And there was all there's all <laughs> but we, we're doing so badly at the moment, I don't bring it out. But, nah, uh, double, but yeah, they'll blow it, they'll blow it's, it. Got, it's got to be, it's, we've got to rejoice the fact that say only 13 clubs have ever won every, everything, Dave. And mm. we are one of those clubs, yeah. It's a Blackburn moment almost, isn't it? Mm. Um, and uh, you know, you, you've got to respect it when you think where the starting point was. We talked about Mandarich earlier. Um, that was the starting point, I guess, on the road back to security or to financial stability. I've remembered the chairman elect's name now. It was John Holmes. He was oh, Gary, yes. He was yeah. Gary, Lineker, Gary Lineker's agent, I think. Um, and Lineker and Heskin that bought the club or put money in or did something that could sort him. And uh, on the basis that John Holmes would be chairman. Um, and that's where this uh, Leicester Fox, Fox thing started. But, yeah, I mean, it's been a, an amazing decade or so. Um, and I think we've, we'll come back from all this this bad year. We'll come back. Um, it'll take another season, I think. But, if, you know, we've just got to keep going and, and support the club and just be amazed by what they're doing behind the scenes. Yes. And enjoy the new stadium. Yeah. Um, guys, I think we could be, we could be here till... <laughs> Kingdom come talking about no. this. So I said that again, Brad. I said we could probably all be sat here until about twelve o'clock where you start to watch along for the man City <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. I'm not even going to do separate shows now. This is just going to be live twenty four seven. But the three hundred seventy four on LCM. <laughs> 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 I should be watching tomorrow to see who leaves early. Chris, that would be hilarious, right? If we, if we, if say, say it goes all Pete tongue tomorrow, eight second minutes, just get up a walk out, leave the watch long for 30 seconds, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for day. Just, <laughs> just say, right, I've got mad enough, I'm beating the traffic to get home. <laughs> yeah. Please do, please do a big poster that you can hold up. Not that you want Vardy's shirt, just saying, no. I'm still here, Dave. Amazing, amazing. I mean, be a great atmosphere, win or lose. And I think it's one of those games, it's Man City, yeah, but it's, it's fun. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. But just give a shout out because you've got your own channel. Where can people find cool. you? People can find me on the final whistle, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. We do match day vlogs, match previews, match reviews, the Leicester City women as well. Um, 
and yeah, we'll be doing things in the World Cup as well, like England watch-alongs and all that. So come and find me at the final whistle, come and drop a like on, and come and check out all my content and subscribe to the channel. Please give him some support. Uh, talking about always wearing support, he always will. <laughs> Susan, oops, there we go. Susan, you, you are, you're on the radio, uh, well, when you're not cut off. Um, where, where can people hear your dulcet tones to wake them up in the morning? Surreyhillsradio.co.uk. Eight till ten weekday mornings. Any <laughs> so If you if you're working and you're up, it's available on the internet. You'll recognise it. Uh, when you're smiling, so always Standard a good song intro. to start with. Indeed. Always a good song to start with. Um, Brad, you are your new channel, Top 10 Battles, uh, goalkeepers you did this week, uh, Wednesday nights at nine o'clock. Where can people find you? Yeah, it's Wednesday nights. That was the start of, uh, of the series. Next week will be uh, Defenders. We'll be doing Top 10 Defenders. You can find us if you want to keep up with these Top 10 shows and, and find us on uh, YouTube, searching Top 10 Battles. You can find us there. Uh, you'll but the best place to find it and make sure you're on the right channel is follow me on Twitter uh, at Full Time Focus. It's no hyphen. It's all one word. So it's Full Time Focus. Uh, and yeah, just follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back and you'll get all the info there. You will. And he's on here more and often than not selling his soul, you know. Yeah. Um, free. yeah. And just to, just to say what's coming up this weekend on Leicester Till I Die, uh, as as Dan said very, very nicely, uh, Dan, Brad said, but Daniel there as his name. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> as somebody said earlier, 12 o'clock tomorrow, uh, live watch along for the um, 12.30 kickoff. Uh, Manchester City live from the King Power. We will be doing a post-match show with that. Um, for fucking hell. We'll be doing a post-match show with somebody. I don't care who it is. Just somebody turn up to the post-match show about an hour or so after the game finishes. And then Sunday night, it's the Sunday night binge, uh, the radio show on um, mixcloud.com forward slash LTID radio. Uh, a couple of hours to end your weekend uh, with a bit of laugh and a bit of a joke, non-stop cheesy music and really, really bad jokes. And me trying to get people's names right. Guys, thank <laughs> you so very much for coming on. Uh, Mate, great Absolutely great memories. And uh, we have a lot to be grateful for. That we do. That we do. Nice, nice to meet you, Jack. Cheers, mate. Oh, pleasure. Yeah, nice speak, mate. Hey, boys. Hang on, did you just call him Jeff then? Yeah. No, he called him Jack. <laughs> what did anyone who's had a meltdown of that name tonight? I'm afraid. He's talking like Jeff to me. Jeff, I will go right, look, Jeff. I'm going to go back and clip that, Susan. <laughs> yeah. you, you've won I by thought, 10 I points. Thought, well, wow. you know, even the master has got it wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> there we go. Guys, thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Cheers. Cheers, Chris. Oh dear, where are we? I've lost somebody. There we go. Susan. Susan's gone. Susan's gone. And isn't she looking nice? <laughs>
If I had, should I, or should I have gone to Specsavers? Guys, thank you so much, everybody, for all the three guys. Do check the details out. Uh, the links are in YouTube below. I will see you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Going to have to go and set the alarm. And uh, fingers crossed. But let's just uh, let's just enjoy that 60th minute. Good night. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.